and you're listening to volume 29 of the Strange Goose podcast. I'm Sharice Letson. Hey, I'm Kate Blueberry. And we are joined this week by someone that we've been wanting to get on the show for a while, but it's taken a long time to align schedules. We're joined by hip-hop artist Levi Rowan. Hello. Welcome Thank to the show. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I've wanted to be here for a long time. It's just constantly, it's just shit to do, people to not see. <laughs> sleep to catch up on can relate yeah. also can relate yeah <laughs> yeah for sure being a young adult is, is hard <laughs> yeah definitely. definitely so um i guess to, to start things off um for people who are um i guess not familiar with you or have, haven't seen you at harbor station closing for james mollinger um i guess can you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got into hip-hop uh, yeah, my name's Levi Sipkema, actually, um, which is like a... No, 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 that's perfect. I go by Levi Rowan because uh, Sipkema is a super difficult name to pronounce. And right, because I noticed on your Dutch. Instagram, so I was like, yeah. but then all your promotion, I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just started writing music because I really liked poetry, and then I didn't really like music that much, like aside from hip-hop music, since I was a kid. Like, it was all I wanted to... I've only ever really wanted to rap like that was it and then I started listening like obviously my brother Adam's in a band called motherhood So I listened to their stuff a lot and like I was a huge fan of theirs and they have a he's got a band called the waking night and so I started to like I was always kind of into like alternative rock music, but um, I don't know if it was I think it was listening to either like the first chronic by dr dre or something like that it was like on my sister's ipod or something <laughs> and i listened to it and it just like blew me away because it was it was the only time where it wasn't that structured like the verses weren't um like a lot of repeating and, and i found like the story was could be so much bigger because you're throwing so many words in there and you can and the flows and stuff it was just crazy to me so i was a i was a huge fan from that point and then just listening to like Kid Cudi and, and artists like that um, kind of blew it up for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really, that's really interesting that it kind of started from your kind of love of poetry. I guess who, yeah. who are your favorite poets? Uh, I mean, honestly, Edgar Allan Poe is like the only poet that I was like reading shit from at the time. Other than that, it was just basically me writing it because I've always just liked words and my dad always wrote poetry mm-hmm. and would like show me stuff that he made um, when I was a kid. So I was just like a huge fan of that. And I was just like a super angsty kid too. So I yeah, wanted right. to just like <laughs> shed that type of type of stuff out of me. And I think that that's what it really was, was always just like, there was always something that I was doing wrong, I felt like, or people always had this like impression of me like, I don't know what it was about me. I think it was like, a, you know, I went through a phase where I was wearing like super baggy clothes and I always had this like, this like aura about me. Like I just didn't give a fuck. And I think people didn't like that. And so I was always like, people thought I was always doing this or like doing drugs or selling drugs or doing something. And um, that's when I was like a super young kid. So I was basically making music as like a fuck you to everybody. And it turned into just like a type of therapy I think and Absolutely. something that I just wanted to yeah just like stuff I wanted to get off my chest that I wasn't gonna say necessarily if I said it to them I would get like too like flustered or pissed off and I wouldn't be able to actually get it out to those people so I just put it in that form mm-hmm. yeah 
I find like I saw you the first time I ever saw you perform was at Yuck Yucks and you um, were one of the openers for a James Mullinger show and I remember that like there was a technical difficulty and you decided to go up anyway and it was like acapella and I just remember like it was you mentioned the poetry connection because it kind of sounded like slam poetry even though there was yeah. no beat and it was really awesome and everyone was digging it and I, I think you telling me about yeah that. I remember I was just like this guy like it was so cool yeah, yeah. Cool. and I think it was very I found it was very kind of conf- like very confessional I guess a lot of a lot of your work or it seems it anyway I guess yeah. can you tell us a little bit of kind of where like where do you draw your inspiration for your music from is it personal or it's all personal it's everything that I say is something that I'm thinking I don't do I mean that's why like people will never hear me talking about like guns and shit like that because I just don't I don't do that I don't know anything about it like the utmost respect for people that are doing like in that type of a lifestyle or have to do that to survive because I do like respect where like hip-hop came from and I still respect the whole you know um, I have a very clear understanding of the fact that I am uh, you know, white, pretty much middle class guy going into hip hop. So I want to make sure that people don't think that I'm just like coming in here to make like frat music and like shit on people's views of, of what hip hop was because I, I've always loved it. And uh, it was just, I wanted to, I know that those, you know, when NWA and, and, P, and, and groups like that came out or like the game was making music, it was always super honest music about what they, had gone through and that's why it connected with people and exploded and so I just wanted to keep doing that um, so it's a lot of like my first album was super dark and I know that people often say that to me but it's just like that's what I was thinking at the time so I just wanted to kind of get that out of me onto a CD or something what, what propelled that decision to actually go in and make an album it's, it's just like nar- narcissist probably yeah. I did I that's the thing about my music is I it's the whole thing is just a back and forth because in like one end of things I talk about a lot of times like how I hate social media and I hate the way that everybody's obsessed with all of these things that don't matter because at the end of the day everybody's dying anyway so that's kind of and even though that's kind of a you know people are like don't you know you don't have to talk about that but it is something that does happen and people just kind of push it aside and act like all these things that they're doing matter and I think that kind of that really bums me out because people aren't out actually living their lives but at the same time when you see somebody regardless of who you are if you see somebody with like 600 likes on a profile picture and if you're sitting at like 20 or whatever, even if you're like, man, like, fuck this, it doesn't matter. You're still going to be like, uh, shit, I wonder what it's like to be that guy or that, you know, that girl that's Definitely that has all that stuff. And it's not always comfortable. Yeah, you're right. No, absolutely. I, I really mad respect you for saying that because it's something that we we deal with in the world all the time now. Yeah. And I think it's really important, uh, you know, to make sure that you are who you are online and offline. Yeah. And I think like you're someone that we've identified to be that case and even now just getting to talk to you a little bit more yeah. you can tell how uh how much sincerity is in your stuff and i yeah. i think it's rad that you're open to just being able to evolve every as you go through some yeah. people go in and they're like we make this kind and this is who i am and yeah. this is how it's going to be and this is just how how things were going to roll out but i think it's nice um it's refreshing to hear you say that yeah it was a dark album that's what was going on then embrace that and this is what's going on now and you know the album you make 10 years or 15 years from now is going to be it's just i 
I like how you're okay with phasing it out instead yeah, of just being definitely. something or someone yeah. or being the best at it. Or I think that that's really rad, and you don't see that very often. Yeah. Um, and you probably, I don't know, mate. Do you get a lot of uh, collaboration requests that way? I don't know. I really don't. It's kind of weird, but I don't really make music with anybody else because yeah. I feel like if somebody, like if I have an idea, then I feel like even though people might understand the idea, they don't understand it the way that I do or they don't have that same outlook because my outlook is very different than other people's, I find. And there's there hasn't really been a time where I was just like, that was garbage, what somebody else puts down because it's not about necessarily the like the con it's it's not like the content of the verse it's that their message is even though they think it's the same as mine if they don't really understand it the same way then it's different it's like hard to amen explain to but it's <laughs> just amen to yeah. everything that you just said it's it's exactly that if they don't if they don't yeah. actually believe in the message that it's giving there's no yeah. there's no derivative there's no there's no feeling yeah. to it and you can tell when you said that if his like his performance was almost like confessional mm -hmm. and it makes you it, it demands your attention it's piercing yeah. to you it's very and i think that that's that's what people are demanding more of we just did a podcast with another group and we were talking about how people are demanding more intimate experiences when they're going to see, whether it be hip hop, rock, jazz. Definitely. They don't want, you know, beers falling all over their feet and things. They want to see the person perform and they want it, they want them to thrive and to do yeah. well and to have a good experience. Yeah. And I think that that's just really rad that you're you're open to all of those possibilities. Yeah. It's weird because it, like when it comes to realistically I should I don't think my personality should be making music because it, it's gonna change so much and like I understand that every p opinion that people have is biased so whenever you have an opinion and you say it to somebody in if you really want to fully look if you really want to like agree with your own opinion you have to first look at the other side of it why you're saying that why it is that like you know if you're saying like this is obviously not <laughs> what I would be saying but like if somebody's like you know what like people like I, I know people that are fully like anti-feminism anti-women all of that stuff and in their mind it's just straight to the point they're like fuck that stuff and then in my mind I'm sitting back there being like who fucked you up to think about that and at what point are you going to take a step back and look at yourself and be like what is wrong with me that I hate like was it something that my mom did or at my sister did or whatever and so I think it's important like if I was to be that guy my music in itself would like implode my whole point of view and that's what happens so often in my music is like I'll be talking about a subject about like whether it's like death or something or if somebody cheats on somebody and I'll be super pissed off when I start and be like that's super fucked up or whatever if the situation happened to me I'd be like that's fucked up and by the end of it I'd be you know by the end of it I'm sitting there like well you know who am I to even say that and then I'll try to put that in the last verse and kind of like flip it on its head a little bit like a therapy session almost. Yeah, it's like but how it's you... like I'm the doctor and right. the patient, which is kind of rough, really you know what I mean? Kind of mind-blowing if you think about it, because people listen to music for all kinds of different reasons, yeah. and mostly it's because of emotional mm -hmm. things, right? 
um, if you could listen to songs that kind of take you from one thing to another, I mean, that's why we, we, sh we hit shuffle, right? right? Or we, yeah. we don't listen to one side of an album anymore, right? And that's, mm -hmm. that's, I think that that's really interesting to think of it that way and, and actually creating music that starts at a certain emotion mm -hmm. and is ending and almost giving you a different portrayal. It's like, because it, it can definitely happen. You can yeah. be having the best day ever, and I'll hear Rooster by Alice in Chains, and my whole world is just like... yeah. 13 in the bedroom. I'm just like, oh my God, something is wrong. And like, I'm feeling a yeah. lot of things that I don't know, right? And then like, it's just, it's different for everything I listen to. And I, I think it's really interesting and you should keep doing yeah. that. Keep doing more of that. The only thing that's a little scary though is it becomes its own like form of hell, I think. Because if you're always in that mindset and you're always like over analyzing everything, even though it may be a good thing, because I think it does to a certain degree make you a better person because you understand everybody's point of view and you're less, you know, it's a, it's the type of thing where I feel like if somebody's homophobic, they need to do that. And if somebody's sexist, they need to do that. They need to take a look at themselves and be like, why am I thinking this? Because people don't think enough, but some people think too much. And that's kind of what I do. And you get to a point where you kind of just like think yourself into insanity because you overanalyze everything. Or like if you say something on a rec, like when I'm doing a track recently, especially, I'll do like 60 vocal takes. And there would have been like 50 out of those were perfect, but there's like one word where like my voice, like this, the way that it scratched or something or was like a little gravelly was weird. So I will like redo it. And so that's one thing that kind of sucks about having that mindset. Yeah, it's almost like a perfectionist mindset almost. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little rough. And it's say. hard to do sometimes too. Like we're like, we're like this with this podcast sometimes. Like sometimes it's hard when like one of us flubs up a word or like, oh, I didn't like how, oh, did I sound stupid? Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't matter. And you just got to accept that like, it's yeah. it's a conversation and it's raw Definitely. and let's just get it out there. But then there's people that don't do enough of that. And then, yeah, it, so there's yeah, no it's like, too staged. Yeah. yeah, it's too <laughs> staged or they just like, they don't give a shit about how they sound. So it sounds like shit. Like, yeah. you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, the one, one thing that always gets me is when people are doing videos or they're doing social content whether it's for their music or for their art or craft whatever it is and it's a picture talking about them but you know someone else has taken it yeah. or same with the, like the music or something it's like someone else is talking about the experience that they're having but it's supposed to be from your point of view right. and I was like who's who's got your phone taking this yeah. live Facebook video <laughs> yeah. who's taking this picture of you and like Definitely. what's happening here did you see the meme that's around and it's like some some mom like got her like four year old daughter to like take a picture of her? Gets, it's going anyways. Yeah. It's like you wonder like who like who's taking yeah. these? Who's taking these? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know the whole like the world that we live in is just super fucking weird now, which is fine. Like I, I get that everything evolves, but it's just a weird time to be alive. It's a super good time to be alive if you want to make music because there's no excuse anymore. Like, there used to be, like, oh, I don't know a label, like, I don't have this, I don't have that. And it's, like, I recorded my first album in the back of my dad's truck with, like, a mic sitting in the seat, like, with a pen to hold it up in, like, a weird way. And then I made the beats on my iPhone 4, and then I, like, put them into my, like, $400 MacBook I bought <laughs> off Kijiji, and I just mixed it, and... Like it sounds okay. Like it's not. You know, I, I like good work ethic, and yeah. I think that that's yeah. that's awesome, and that that's what it's about. It's like rolling up your sleeves and getting her yeah. done, right? When we started this, um, it wasn't for it to be right amazing or for it to blow up how it has. It was just for us to hang out, make some conversation, and you know, had we 
toyed with it or tried to come up with the perfect thing or the perfect site or anything, and we, we'd still be sitting here thinking of the idea. And probably the same with your music. If, if you yeah. don't put out your thoughts and you're not putting it out and you're not recording it, it just, it just goes back in the hopper and it's not as fresh as it was when you were feeling it. Definitely. And I, I, we both write as well at our full-time jobs and I notice that very, very much. My writing is very much more intense and more, uh, it has more of a message and more of a conversation yeah. to it if I put it out when I'm feeling it, mm, more so than when I think about it and then I'll, I'll, I'll write that later. It's yeah, like there's no, there's no thing. meat, there's no meat to people it. Act, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but people, when pe some people write songs like they'll spend a month on a song and like tweaking like a verse so that it'll sound more this way or that way. But like, I don't get that because th if I'm sitting down and like trying to think of a verse, then it's not going to be real. It's just some shit that I like was trying to, to yeah, you're it's just yeah. like a weird thing. I don't know. I think that's a, I think if people can do it and it sounds really good, I think that's how most pop music's made. Yeah. And like, yeah. And, like, I do like that type of music, and I've definitely made that type of music, but it doesn't do the same thing for you, I think. Mm. Then there's the, the, there's the other side of it, too, where, like, I was doing an interview with somebody, and then when the interview was done, and he's, like, a good friend of mine, but he was kind of worried about the fact that my music was taking, like, a brighter turn, and he wasn't worried about it in a way where it's, like, I'm worried about you. He was just, like, I hope the music's not shit. And which and I completely understand <laughs> yeah. that because um, like I, I definitely get it. But at the same time, I had to like let him know that um, there's like there is something about making darker music and like in reality, like angsty music, because I still like I said, like I'm middle class and like I, it's it's not that bad. Like shit can be bad. Mm. But if you look around, like stuff's not really that bad. So you're making a bunch of music for a bunch of other like other people that are like you in a middle class environment some people lower class um but it's still not you know not everybody's like starve i'm not starving to death you know what i mean i can still get by um so there's the other side of me that still likes to like go out and and party and do a bunch of crazy shit and wake up and you know there's still that part of me that i think doesn't people don't see if they listen to my music and they just assume I'm like always just sitting in my room like crying or some shit and that's not <laughs> what I'm doing you know what I mean it's just like I reflect on a daily basis but I'm not just always bummed out about everything and if you continue to make music that's like that and dark and reflective then you're always just like depressed and bummed out and you don't want to leave your room and so I had to like let them know like you're you're basically just saying that I'm supposed to be the, like the worst version of myself right. which is just not what I want to be so there is like a lighter side where I'm like a happy dude and I think that's something that people should see as well yeah. you can go back and forth yeah I think it's, yeah. it's when people tr you do one thing or it's like it, people try to put you in a box after that one yeah thing. they do and for sure and especially if it's like a darker subject matter like people say there's like this people say this all the time like oh Aerosmith was better when they were on drugs <laughs> and yeah, like, yeah. It's, but you're like it's, which you know what is and it could be true could, like it, you know it's true that at the same time but it's yeah. like you can't blame them for like getting so yeah you can't yeah. together right but yeah. it's like you know they're doing their thing so yeah. I think it's uh yeah it's really and or just to try to do something different or like Fleetwood Mac like after rumors when they put out Tusk right it was the same deal yeah. they're like oh where's rumors like you're supposed to do yeah, that this isn't, this isn't the aesthetic there's no drama here yeah. i don't 
Where's the love affairs? Like Sisters of the Moon. Okay, like yeah. where's you know where's the good stuff? Right. There's yeah. something about darkness that people just flock to, because it's like you just shouldn't like it. And that's True, the case. Yeah. It's like everything. Like people shouldn't like drugs. Everybody fucking loves drugs. <laughs> everybody loves drinking. Everybody loves doing. Everybody loves sex. They love everything they shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And people deep down, like nobody wants to be depressed, but people love hearing about it. Just like nobody wants to be, like, cut in half, but people still watch horror movies. Like it's the same shit. Mm-hmm. So, I think that there is something weird just in the human mind. I don't know what it is, but is just like obsessed with darkness and then there, I think it's also important to say that there's people that are going through shit that hopefully can listen to it and just be like oh I'm not alone in that in that space and I think that's what it did for me when I put out I put out an album called Nude Beach and I thought I didn't think anybody was going to listen to it like it was just I wanted to be a rapper everybody was like you're a fucking loser and I was just like okay I guess so and I just kept doing it and at a certain point people were like oh this shit's actually not that bad and now people are like when's your next show you know what i mean yeah, so that's great. it's uh it's kind of weird but it's definitely exciting so what's on the horizon for you anyways um what am i doing yeah, i what play doing? what am i doing i just gotta what are we all doing <laughs> what are we doing <laughs> why are we <laughs> here that's your next album that's some... what are we doing i can go into that forever sometimes like if you, I man, I'll start talking to like my friend. There's like a few friends that'll go down that road of like, what's going on, really? And we just never get out of that road. And then we wake up the next morning and be like, we'll just be like, let's not talk about that for another week. <laughs> um, I'm doing a show at the Capitol on the sixth. I'm not even gonna lie, I forget what the event is called, but it's hosted by CHSR, and. Yeah, it's my, my brother's band Motherhood's playing at that too, and Young Satan and Love's playing, who's got Brian Crane in it, who's also in Motherhood, and they're fucking crazy too. Uh, and then I'm playing, I'm opening for Neon Dreams, which is like a, they're like a super good uh, pop, like alternative pop band that's out of Halifax, and then they just moved to Toronto and and they've been making music. I think they just did the Juno Awards too. And so I'm opening for them in at the Capitol as okay, well. Cool. Everything's popping at the Capitol. Um, other than that, I've we're making three albums right now. I have one with my producer Dan Tweedy, who's in a group called Bloom, which is super good as well. Um, and then I have one that I'm making myself, like I'm producing it and doing everything for it. Um, and then I have one with this guy named Kyle Gogan who lives in St. John, and he's a crazy producer. He just, like, messaged me at a note. I don't know how I met the guy, actually, but he just sent me a beat. And, like, people send me beats, and sometimes they're really good, but I'm just doing other shit, and sometimes they're just, like, the weirdest shit where it's, like, it's not even a beat. It's just, like, somebody, like, clapping in a room or something, and it's just, like, I can't... Nobody can rap over it. <laughs> I could rap over this, but, I like, why would I? Um, and this guy's beats were crazy good. So we have already finished like five songs on that album. We've done like 15 on the other one. And then I just finished like three on mine that I'm producing. So there's just like a ton of music that's being made. My album's super dark again, because that's just, I don't know, I go back and forth with that type of shit. Because I, my album with Dan is like, it's like pretty upbeat, some of it. And then some of it's less upbeat, but it keeps like the same theme throughout. Thank <laughs> you.
and the one with Kyle's like super moody, but mine's just like very reflective. I don't like when I produce something like myself where I'm making the instrumentals and stuff, it always just comes out as like the message that I want to put in. It's already there kind of. And so once I make it, it's I'm not making like a banger on my own album because that's like if I'm producing it and I have the, the thing that I want to say on it, it's not coming out as me just like, ooh, yeah, yeah whoa, yeah. fuck. Uh, like it's just not. Yeah, make it what you want. Yeah, I'm not. And, but sometimes somebody will send me a beat that's so fucking crazy that like I'm going to do that on it because that's another side of me. Like I like getting fucked up and I like making music yeah. like that. So I'm going to still make music like that. I think like embracing who you are yeah. and learning who that is along the way no matter how messy or how clean or how cool or how down on your luck you are, I've learned that you have to embrace every part of it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we always joke about another meme thing where it's like you're, 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 at, you're at a concert, right? Yeah. And uh, the, the guy in the band says, how's everybody doing tonight? And you at the back, you say, oh, it's been a rough couple months. Yeah. I mean, because that's why everybody's really there. Yeah. Like, you want to have a good time, but you've been going through some shit. So yeah. you're just like, oh, you know, I need some, I need some tunes yeah. to, like, sort me out. Yeah. And I, I just think that it's, uh, it's, it's really interesting um, how, how people and music and how things can kind of make you learn about yourself. Because I know Strange Grooves has brought that to me. I learned more about myself this past eight months than I have doing anything else I've ever done in my life. And it's opened up what my real passions are. And that's like connecting with others and helping others. And I think that there's a lot of like things that happen along that way that you, you, you'd want to make maybe even this podcast more perfect or something else to make it look cooler or, you know, but I think the ultimate thing is just getting it out there and really showing all the sides of you because if people want to listen no matter what message or what piece of audio or music they're giving they're investing into you right and then that's whether it was your dark album when you were really young or whether it's the dark album you're making now or the one that's like super poppy I mean people people are always shitting on Neil Young because of how many different kinds of albums he's had and I'm not a huge huge Neil Young fan but what I could say is I'm really respectful of him because he's made country albums he's made folk albums he's made rock albums he's made uh, albums that sound like they're from the 50s like every he's done it all right and yet he's criticized on it but he's he's a genius music genius right and I think I feel like you're along that same line where you're you're very you. you're very respectful of, of other people yeah. and and what they give you and you're not uh, you're not full of yourself you're not full of ego and I think that it's nice it's refreshing to hear that someone's as deeply reflective as the rest of us anxious anxious fucks that are out there yeah. you know what I mean and it's yeah. nice that like you know you can be making music and playing with incredible people but yet you're being legit with your platforms and I think that that's that just, that just blows my mind, honestly. It's nice. I think at the end of the day, and I think it's like no matter if it's like hip hop, jazz, rock, it's like as long as the person's being authentic and it's like mm-hmm. you and you can tell when someone's being real or if they're rapping or yeah. singing or playing from the heart. And I think that's what really that's what connects people to the music at yeah, the end of the day. Yeah, it's the other thing about making music is like it showed me that there's other people that are feeling the same way that I feel about certain things because I didn't know that that was true about anybody else I thought it was just kind of me um you know sitting there being you know whining about my life and I I also I wasn't like talking to anybody about it I wasn't gonna go talk to my friends because my friends be like shut the fuck up you know what I mean like as like as a a dude growing up in high school like your friends are like you're lucky if they're not like punching you in the back of the head when you're sitting in class like they don't give a fuck about like and if they do 
I respect the fact that they are just like, bro, don't talk to me about that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I get that too, because there's sometimes where somebody will start going in on some shit about whatever they have going on. And to be honest, I'm just like, I'm doing my shit too. Like everybody like bottle it up. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. everybody else does just bottle it up, yeah, or, yeah. which is awful, but it's, that's the way that it is sometimes. But I think it also gave me a greater respect for artists like people that make anything or or like aren't afraid to be themselves because like since I was a kid it was always like whatever I was wearing like I wasn't wearing I grew up in a very small town which I love to death but it was a lot of like I was always wearing skinny jeans and I was always doing my shit with my, whether my hair was like dyed a weird color I was doing some something it was always like there was something that some kid could be like fuck you and I'd be like, why? And they'd be like, because you're different. I'd be like, okay. And so it was always that way. And, I mean, I still get that every once in a while. You know, I'll just be walking around and somebody will just be like, you, you're like, you a bitch, whatever. And I'll just be like, okay, okay. I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and either it's because, you know, their girlfriend listens to my music or it's like because they're just like threatened by the fact that I don't give a shit. Like, I think... That's what scares people, people that are always acting tough and like, aren't af- like they're so afraid to just be like, I'm not okay. It's, and if they are okay, that's fantastic. And I'm actually happy for them. But if they're not, and they're always like, fuck that guy because he's wearing skinny jeans or um, because like some dude's painting his nails or whatever, it's just like, why don't you just like take a look at why you're saying that? Like, did you want to paint your nails and you're too scared to do it? And that kid's actually a badass and you're actually a bitch or like, I don't know. It's just kind of a, I just, I, I like the fact that artists don't give a shit and yeah, I just, I think that's, that's what's great about making music and making any form of art is it's like the, the greatest way to just be like, I don't care. Like, I'm going to tell people who I am and what I'm doing. Some people are going to be like, you're a fucking weirdo because like, you're always talking about depressing shit and whatever. And then those people just aren't for you and that you just shouldn't be around them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is like, it is, it's actually pretty courageous, I think, to like, to to, to do art and put it out into the world, as you mentioned, no matter what, because like, you are going to get people that don't like it. This is like, this whole thing is because like, podcasts aren't always you don't go into a room every time and people want to talk about real stuff sometimes Mm -hmm. and you know the people that don't want to talk about real stuff I understand that they have like a position in it and they have a job to do but sometimes it is nice to not just be like um new album coming out this is the name this is the name like keep saying it so that it sticks in people's heads and I think that's why I like this is a crazy good podcast is because you guys just don't like you guys just do it like you actually make a podcast like you guys well, actually make yeah, a good one like it, it's a it's an impressive show we've uh you know we've had some self-reflective uh you know stuff on the formats of it too and i think that's why we started adding more shows is because we wanted to have a million different things but we yeah. we we wanted to keep doing what we were doing and having actual conversations no matter if they were about things that were happening or if it's about things in their life like it's like we're all people at, at the at the yeah. end of it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we all have to like get enough food through the day to like not make our bellies hurt and, and go yeah. to bed. And I think that when you kind of break that down a little bit, we get a lot from it. Like I get super energy 
from these podcasts right. and like meeting people that I can actually like kind of dig my nails into a little bit and actually understand who they yeah. are and what they do mm-hmm. and how to help them and how they can help me. And I think that, you know, that's, that was the ultimate goal of this. Right. And I think that, you know, saying that, you know, it brings to light more respect for artists. I mean, cheers to that. Cause yeah. it's, it, there's a lot of footwork that, that artists do that you don't, you don't get to see. There's a lot yeah. of stuff happening in, in the back end that, you know, you could be doing yes a lot more of or taking cooler things or whatever but it takes time and when you're working on every element of your brand and yourself and your music and stuff it's it takes time and i just i think you're doing a great job too so keep that up thank you um it's refreshing to to have someone who's just legit and who doesn't want to straight up you know yeah well it's like a scary thing too because i think that people like don't want to be people don't want to be singled out but at the same time like that's like they don't they want to be singled out for nothing like they want to be singled out they want to be unique but they want to be unique in the way that everybody else is and i that's just something that i don't understand and no one ever great came great like that yeah yeah it's always just like some douchebag that's like rises to the top like his parents were super rich and he's been super rich and then now he's at the top and he's driving around in a Ferrari and like everybody fucking hates him. Like nobody wants to be that guy. Like he's got a lot of money, but he's a piece of shit. So and it's interesting how that works in every industry, right? You know, and, it, and, and it's good, you know, that um, instead of being like hasty or jealous or whatever, it can be embracing, like you said, and, and digging into well, why are they like that? And you know, what if they didn't have these things and they cared more? What would their music be like, or what would their message be? You know, and I think that that can kind of bring light to you as well. I don't know if people don't think about... That's something that I always wonder. Like, I don't know if people don't think or they actually just don't talk about it. Because there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, how could you not think about that? Like, a thing, a big thing for me is dying. Like, that's such a weird thing. And I don't think of it in, like, I'm going to die. Like, I can't breathe. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah. it's just, like, that shit happens. And, like, I'll talk to people about it. And they'll just be like, uh, like I don't, I don't really think about it. And I'm just like, bro, you have like maybe 60 years. Like you're a guy too, so like your lifespan is like it says it's like 70 something. Like with like research done, like, and you're like 20. <laughs> like how are you not thinking about that at all? Which is fine, and I think it's cool. It's just weird. And they don't give a fuck. My dad used to say all the time, like, if you're not gonna, if you're gonna just go to school and suck up airspace, don't go. I'd rather you stay home and go do something out in the woods or do something. But don't go anywhere and just sit there sucking up air. Don't do it. And he was, he could sometimes be a little harsh about that, but he was more or less saying, like, don't sit around with your fucking thumb up your ass. Do things with with your life, with your message, or help other people do those things, right? I think that that's like such a important thing to kind of like know and embrace. One thing that I've also learned probably just in like the last two years is that there's such a divide between people that are artists and want to be a certain way. And because those people usually get made fun of by the kids that are, you know, we're always the ones playing football or doing this type of shit that they, they grow up hating those people. And I've been kind of I've noticed like a weird thing where like if I'm wearing like a polo and I go into like and I have my hair cut like short and normal and I don't have like shit dangling in front of my face like I usually do people that are artists and if I'm not wearing like skinny jeans people that are artists will be like who the fuck is this guy and they'll treat me differently but then I'm standing there like no like I'm like you but then they're still like fuck this guy and then I'll go 
to like the i'll go to a party where it's like only people that are wearing like polos and stuff and i'm wearing my skinny jeans and they're like fuck you and i'm just sitting there is like is it the clothes or are you are you guys just like they it's not like they're like fuck you the people that are wearing like more expensive shit or whatever it's just like you get a vibe off of them where it's like i don't want you to be here and like all of my friends don't want yeah so owning that 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 self you know and and knowing that you're comfortable no matter what it's just you gotta just not give a fuck and like worst case scenario you go into a place and you get punched in the face like you're not gonna die you know what i mean and even if you die at least you died doing something (laughs) Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is not a good message to put out there at all. But, like, I feel like that's what scares me is that I don't, like, I think that people think they have a place in the world based off of their clothing or whatever. But in reality, like, if you just swap out the clothes, you're, like, you're crazy to those people. So I think, like, people that, I don't know, that's one thing that's always bothered me is, like, I don't understand why these people don't fuck with me if I'm just being who I am which is like I like ripped clothes I like band t-shirts and I like you know my hair the way that I like it my shoes the way that I like it and I still would go into a place where like my buddy would be like dude like you probably shouldn't wear that here and I'll just be like dude who gives a fuck and I'll go in but there's definitely that vibe and I think it's important for people like me or like I would say like you guys, like you guys all have like a defined style that you guys like and I'm the exact same way. I think it's important for people like us, I would say, to just like go up to those people and just be like, what's up? And they're going to be a dick to you right off the bat. But if you can push past that and just be like, it's all good, like they're going to like you. And I hope that those people would do the same to people like me because that's something that, you know. That was my high school tactic. I just said hi to everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I also had great joints at the time, so I just lit everybody up, yeah, right? Yeah, the jocks, exactly. everybody, right? Yeah, Drinks, so, like, yeah, it, it was the really freak. It does bring people together. That's but actually crazy. I was that's the funny. green freak, so... You were the what? I was the green freak, oh. right? So it was like, yeah, I had crazy colored hair, but I also had great weed, yeah. so... Yeah, good green. So, like, what's there to, what's, to, yeah. why would you throw pennies at Kate again? Only once. There's only only one time. Okay. Second time, I was like, guys, it's still me. It's still me, just different color hair. (laughs) Not today. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's a weird thing that I feel like people, it's weird because like bullying is such a stupid word, but like bullying happens all the time to everybody. Mm -hmm. And it just is like, there's still like huge segregation in that sense where like literally just because people like different shit, they're assholes to each other. And I just wish that didn't happen. And I think it's ha- I think it might be happening less and less now, but it depends on where you're living as well. And if you're living in a place that is like primarily people that really like, you know, like cars and, and this type of stuff, then people that are, you know, dressing in a weird way, they're, they're not going to get the same type of, you know. Uh, response and I get that but I think that people just need to calm down and just like be nicer to each other because it's a shitty thing and like if what's funny is like I find people don't leave their comfort zone enough so they get so into like this is my group of friends fuck those guys and like they wouldn't last a minute all, all with us because we tear them apart but it's like dude you wouldn't last a minute with them either like it doesn't matter mm. yeah so how do you find playing shows there must be kind of a split demographic right 
Surprisingly, no. No? I think it's because I go up there and I don't care. And when I go up on stage, that's the only time that I don't care, really. Like, I, I throughout my life, I'm always thinking about stuff. And, like, if there's a person there that I'm like, this person probably doesn't like me, I'm probably going to be thinking about it. Like, I'm not, it's not, confrontation doesn't bother me, but it's just that my mind's always going. And then when I'm on stage, it's like, I'm here, I'm on the bill, like, there's nothing you can do, you can throw shit at me, but, like, I'm still up here, and I think once people realize that I'm saying real shit, those people that would normally make fun of you immediately are like, I don't have the balls to do that, so I'm, I wouldn't go up there and do it, so I'm not gonna make fun of them, and plus, there's nothing in my music to laugh at, like, it's all super, it's, it's either kind of fucked up, or it's like, super serious or I'm making a, like a point that needs to be made in music like I have this song called sob story that's just talking ab about how people raise kids to grow up and like treat women like shit and then they're surprised that their kids are doing this shit not that it's always the parents fault but a lot of the time it's like you didn't discipline your kid and we're in an age where like discipline doesn't exist so it's like you didn't discipline your kid back when oh, they were take the iPads away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We took the iPad away though. Don't worry yeah, guys. Yeah. Just tell the people at the school board that we took the iPads away. Yeah. They'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Lesson learned. Yeah. <laughs> that's my lesson. Fucking smack on the ass. It's weird I that know. nobody nobody's scared of their parents. Like that's weird. I wasn't like terrified of my parents. I knew my dad wasn't gonna like beat the shit out of me or anything, which is I'm super grateful for because I know that that shit does happen, but and that's obviously the extreme of it, but I'm saying, like, when my dad was like, if you do that, like, don't fucking do that, I would just be like, I'm sorry, like, I won't do that again. And, and I think it's respect. It's, it it's respect. just disrespect. And it's, I think, I think maybe there's a lot that we all have in common, and I think one of the things is that we, we gave respect at an early age, yeah. and we've continued that respect through work, through school, through our friends, our family, our hobbies. Yeah. And then as you get into like your, your, your late 20s, early 30s, mm -hmm. something kind of happens where you kind of see yourself sometimes having the opportunity to be shitty for no reason, yeah. just because of maybe like your moods or, or things like that. And I, I think that it's, it's interesting to kind of figure out like what, what, the, what the immediate like energy was stemming that. Yeah, that's very true. You know? Yeah, and to look at what that is and like why that's happening. Yeah, that's, you're just making me, like, question things. Deep conversations. <laughs> I know, I love that, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's all kind of weird. I think about way too much stuff, though. Do you have many people uh, message you, you know, maybe not right after show, but within a certain time that thank you for? Yeah, I have kids sometimes that message me and just say, like, either, I had a kid one time message me and just be like, I wanted to make hip-hop music and everybody just made fun of me so I didn't do it and then I like heard your music and now I'm making hip-hop music and I was like that's fucking sweet keep doing it and people are gonna make fun of you but it's also like you have to not be a bitch and yeah, you, you got to do it yourself yeah, you if somebody makes fun of you and you stop doing something that's basically you saying their opinions more important than mine right. and why would that be and the that case make, make it any better. yeah no and that kind of goes back to what i was like 
trying to convey is that like when you give respect early on and you're continuously giving that out, yeah. when you see disrespectful situations or people that just they don't give a fuck for the the okay reasons yeah. and they just they just soar and they're disrespectful. There's no ethic there. It's yeah. all staged. The, the 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 creations aren't thought out. They're not respected, mm. and yet you have to kind of deal with those audiences and those people yeah. as well. Like I can, I know that, Definitely. you know, in, in our field, sometimes that can be hard too, like in journalism and marketing and stuff like that. It can mm -hmm. be hard because everybody wants to be the next best. Yeah. But you know, something that Sharice and I have been trying to do even with strangers, we don't want to be the best podcast out there. You guys just make your own lane. But we make our own lane and we try to allow everyone else that's on, whether it's a four lane or a 12 or a 1700 lane highway, the ability to kind of go down with us, right? We don't, we don't want to ever make it um, uh, a hardship or something that makes it hard for someone to listen to or pay for or anything like that. And it's taught us a lot about how to be more inclusive as well. And the people but, that, yeah. that we but, talk to. Like the thing about you guys, and I, I, you must understand that. You guys must understand this. But like this isn't a normal thing. Like this isn't a normal podcast because even if you guys were doing a podcast or if you were like selling like t-shirts or whatever you were doing like you'd still come up i feel like you guys have the minds to like come up with something that's cool because you guys are talking about real stuff or like there's just something about the topics that you guys have mm -hmm. like you guys this is a podcast that is like actually fucking crazy like i think it's great oh, i actually really like it yeah <laughs> i really appreciate that. yeah that really makes me yeah it's yeah it's really good i feel like that kid who like messaged Dude, you and i'm right. like oh I'm like it works is, for something. It's weird that I'm saying that while I'm on it, but at the same time, it's just like I, I'm kind of I'm always surprised when people want to go into a conversation. Like I get that we're here to have a conversation, but I'm always surprised that people can actually take it to like a, like a logical place, but also like an introspective place because most people don't want to do that right. because it's scary. Like nobody wants to sit there and be like, "Life's over, and then what?" and like religion is a thing and it's fully like it's fully possible in like several different ways and people that say science are like science yeah true but at the same time something created us to create science the blah 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 so like I think that it's all a scary thing to really look into and when people are like okay to look into that shit it's like mm -hmm. shit like that's where I think not fearing anything comes from is just like fully realizing that this is it yeah. and just like do and something with it too is we don't we don't give ourselves any prep time like we don't we don't know the conversation we're gonna have yeah there's no cue notes or anything so like which i noticed yeah which is cool. we could either go one way or the other we could have talked about a million other things or just like you said about shows or you albums could. or whatever but and we can do that too like it's really up to the person yeah, that's on. how it can. starts it just it, we let it kind of we it, it's an ebb and flow yeah yes. you know it just kind of goes in and we, we we let it kind of come up and that's why we don't edit we don't if somebody says something or if it gets a little deeper if we say something and if, if it's really to the point where it's like please edit it out we will but it's always one take yeah and we try not to stage it we never send questions in advance we might say we're doing our intro but we we want to yeah we also we know that let's say wednesday nights are our podcast night and we're in a mind frame but we yeah. also like the ability to be taken back a notch and to kind of be into what your story is and yeah, thinking definitely. about people being because like I'm as deep in reflection as you talk about, but yet I don't really know anyone else that talks about it. So I always 
Yeah, I always think that, oh, sorry, girl, just ranting right now, or, oh, sorry, just trying to keep yeah. myself sane, but really, you're just expressing yeah. the moment and feelings, but yet, we, we put these negative connotations on ourselves that we're just ranting, or right. having a moment, or it'll be fun, we just need to do this one thing, or have a drink, yeah. or, it, they're all coping mechanisms, yeah. right? And I think that it's... Oh, fully, especially, like, people act like going out every weekend and getting super fucked up is like, it's just fun. But it's like, it's not just fun. Like, O'Leary's opens up on, like, not to shit on O'Leary's or any bar. <laughs> I love going out, but I understand why I'm going out is, like, it's 50% fun, 50% realizing that I right now have kind of a shit. Not right now. I love my job right now. But, like, at times, you're going out. You're like, my job sucks. I'm working all week, and I'm making fuck all. And, like... He, yeah, like I'm just gonna yeah. go out and get super fucked up, wake up, probably sleep halfway through the day, and then I'm I gonna. Hope that I came into an aha moment that it was all worth yeah, it, and things are good, and that there's 10k yeah. in my bank account. Exactly. No, if only. No, you end up just spending more money on breakfast. Definitely. And then there's the other thing and where you're it's short on rent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I was at I was at a bar the other day, and I went to get money out, and I took my receipt out. And it said 300 bucks. And I was like, oh shit, I thought I had like $50 in my account. So I buy everybody drinks that I was with. And then I check my bank account. It was like $10. (laughs) And I didn't understand how it happened. So I looked at the receipt and it wasn't my receipt. I had grabbed somebody else's receipt and read it. And I fucking wasted all my money. So that's a shitty thing. That shit happens. Maybe it'll come back to you though in the karma. You're paying it forward. Yeah. Definitely. Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. I'm pushing that your way. Trying to to make me feel good, but it was really (laughs) shitty. Yeah. So I guess where um, where can listeners find your music? Where can they check you out? I am on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, Grinder, (laughs) Tinder. LinkedIn. Is that a real thing? No. Okay. Because no. I, like, I was like, I thought I knew all these platforms and like what their functionalities and yeah, yeah. Were, and I was like, do, do I was artists like, really go on Grindr? I'm like, I'm, I'm like, do artists Grindr really just... go on Grindr? Because like, I need, I need some courses and some certifications because I'm behind the times. Everybody's out here looking up on Grindr. I don't know. Okay, because I, I didn't get the memo. No, it's like it's on every. It's on like. There's like playlists with Tinder. Yeah. That's how you guys match. Is if you guys both have. Roosters I think they do games. that on Tinder. I think they do that on Tinder. They have like a song or something. Not that I have Tinder, but. <laughs> they do oh, like they have like songs. And, old. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like we like the same song. Like who the fuck cares? Like it's a song, yeah, and it's probably like a shitty song too. Right. It's not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not, if it's the same band shirt, but maybe that doesn't happen very often. Dating apps are so weird. The fact that people just they act like it's a dating app, but it's just like, who do you want to have sex with? And then you're like that person, and then not that person. It's like that's not like people are like that's a dating app. Never will. I'm so no. couldn't imagine. Oh, I'm so glad that I'm, I'm like it. like you know obviously not now, but like if if it were me and I was seeking a relationship, yeah. right, or an affair or whatever it was, <laughs> I certainly wouldn't be like oh. Gucci mama. Yeah. Because I'm probably in my jogging pants and my Cheeto fingers, okay? I mean, really, let's nope, be honest here. What they're really okay. Like there. And then what happens, right, is you go out and it's just this like weird thing and it's this, it's just gross, okay? It's just yeah. gross. And everybody's feeling like, oh, and then you see each other and you already don't see each other and you, and you follow each other on the gram and you don't say hi to it. So now it's even more awkward, mm. right? Instead, 
What about the old school where you would just like go out? And I like dates and, too. And I like, like meeting And you'd like people. do the shifty eyes and like maybe you like dance together and you're like, hey, how's it going? I've seen you around. And then you guys like, then you do the. Because that's the, <laughs> Right? Yeah. And yeah. then, and then <laughs> you guys see each other again later and you're like, oh, hey, Bertha, how was the meeting at Bertha. Connection Works Damn. or whatever, right? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And I'm just saying that's the juicy stuff. That's the stuff that like. Yeah. And that's, that's the ones that I'm like, oh, oh you got a dating app, eh? All right. Yeah, because it takes away the whole like. Uh, it takes away the whole like heart beating thing, yeah. which is like the whole thing. And like, wouldn't that it's be not the sex? whole thing, but like, yeah, definitely. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's not like Tinder's fine; like, it's still a good time. But like, it's, it's still not. A good time. It's still it fully it's like, is. That's what, that's it's what a good episode's gonna be called. It's, it's still, still a good, good time, time. <laughs> and it's really not that bad. But I like I fully agree with the fact that it's taking something from. We're just we're fully taking way too much out of. Being people together. Being people, yeah. yeah. And we're taking, we're acting like sex isn't a big deal when it fully is yeah. in a way. Like yeah, everybody's just like, oh man, I have like a hundred kills, and I'm like, bro, that's fucking crazy. That's gross. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's crazy. And if people want to have that much sex, I'm like, dude, power to you. Right. But at the same time, it's like that's another thing where you like should look at why you're always doing that and why you don't just want to be with somebody and like make a connection with that person. Why you just want to like constantly fuck a bunch of people and then they all tell your their friends that you're a piece of shit and then you have to move like it's just like <laughs> you know what i mean okay, it's just like a weird place. it's a weird thing I heard that from someone the other day. they're like yeah you know i whatever i went out and then all of a sudden she told me that she dated three of my friends and i was like that's what happens when you date girls and boys and whomever yeah. on apps like they they're just they're very like yeah yeah i dated four of your friends it's all good it's all good yeah. just want to let you know like I couldn't ever date someone that fucked my friends. Couldn't do it. I agree. Never have. I agree. Never will. Uh, no, be sorry, all my old yeah. friends. <laughs> Just doesn't. Never gonna happen. Can't <laughs> <Sorry, all my laughs> be sisters and dick. Like, yeah. No, no it's that's not. so weird. And especially if somebody's still like, oh my gosh, if somebody's still dating somebody and their friend had fucked that girl and they like hang out, like I know people. Oh shit. Well, <laughs> I, I do. I fully know people <laughs> yeah. that are like dating people but like their friends have slept with them and like i get that like people can move past stuff but i'm like i couldn't do that i would be so like bro you had your dick and my girlfriend and i'm with her on the couch right now and we're in love like that's fucked up young too like i get it like if it was like you were 22 and then you're like 40 okay it was a long time ago but it's like oh it was three months ago when it was like if i was in like high school if i was in like middle school and like some like one of my friends had like held my now girlfriend's hand in elementary school. I was pissed. Like I was yeah. like, I, was well, like, yeah. I don't want to be your friend anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's bullshit. Yeah, it is bullshit. It's like don't be talking, bro. You Did know, you send her I that know note? We're getting into a tangent here, but I love where it's going. <laughs> yeah. You know, the thing that gets me is that you know, like on all the old movies and sitcoms and stuff, where like parents are weird about their kids going on dates for the first time, right? Yeah. Well, now. Like, especially girls, they didn't have to go through the ugly 12-year-old face. They're, they all oh. got, like, contour kits, and they look phenomenal, yeah, right? So, like, videos. I go to, like, as a marketing person, I go to these Instagram accounts, right? And I see them, and I'm like, 18, UNB, 15,000 followers. I'm like, and I just, it aggravates me, because then as, as, a, as a girl, too, and boys, too, I don't want to be sexist or, or non-inclusive or anything, but how does that portray you as a good candidate as you get into your 20s and 30s and as you get to work harder at your career right if if i'm 19 or 20 and i'm on those apps and i'm doing things yeah. how i've always worried about those things like i have younger sisters so I, 18 and 20 yeah 
And so, like, I've looked at this stuff from different angles for a lot of different reasons, and it just it gets me it's enraged up for failure and too. crazy is what it does. Yeah. yeah, it's scary because, like, you if you're 18 and you're not really doing shit and you are that important for some reason, at some point people are going to stop giving a shit. They have to because what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like... And then you have to start showing more of yourself and more of yourself until you're just naked on Instagram. And then it's like... you've got 10,000 Arab men following you, but hey, P.S., you're a social media influencer, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) If you'd like to check out my newest blog, it's called How Big Is Your Blocked List? You can go to katemilberry.com to find it. It's a little jabby. Duty. A little jabby. Kate spills some tea in it. I do. But if you're interested in this topic, check it out. (laughs) Anyways... We'll move. We'll move away from that. But but yeah, I appreciated that that little blurb because it's it's interesting when you start to actually have a conversation with someone that you don't know, like as your as your personal friend. Like I didn't know you. Yeah. And then well. like now I'm just like I want to talk for hours. Like I want to know what else you think of things. <laughs> you know. Like and I think that that's it's up to you guys. And like that's but that's really nice though. Like I don't. Yeah. When so we talk about people being people again, people aren't into having conversations anymore. They are online, and they are in the comments section, and they are in their DMs, and they are in email, and they are in text, but they're not when it comes to this. Not even in a phone call. Even Mm -hmm. FaceTime now. Like, my best friend, God love her, love you, Laura, we don't even FaceTime really anymore. Yeah. And it breaks my heart, but things evolve. FaceTime and, like, Skype and everything just kind of went out the window. I I remember being, like, 10 years old and watching an episode of Home Improvement, and... Tim goes in and he's like, Jill, wouldn't it just be better if Brad and Randy could just video chat us? And they they make this like, you know, like where it's like a a scene, a dream scene. It's like, imagine. And like Brad's standing there and he's like, hey, how you doing? Oh, shit. Yeah, I brought this out for you. Um, And then it's just and then like I think that I'm like, holy fuck, we just we can just video messenger. We can Skype. We can Google Hangout. We can do all these things. Just do whatever you want. Make it rain, whatever you want. But we're still not happy. Right. It's, it's, It's fucked up. Yeah, you're right. It's fucked up. It's weird. If you need someone to lay some tracks on your next album, I've yeah. got some rage. Do you want a verse? <laughs> we'll get you a verse. I'm, I'm there. Kate the hip hop star. Yeah. I'm, I'm there. all for it. I, I'm all for it. I have a DJ name. What is it? MC Lockjaw. MC Lockjaw? <laughs> yeah, I've been using it for a couple years. It's not, bad. Parties. it's not bad. It's not bad. Susan Lockjaw. <laughs> it's kind of slutty, but <laughs> that sounds like not a DJ name, but another kind of name. But. Can you imagine going up, being like MC, well, the MC people would be like, what the fuck, is she about to rap? (laughs) We're not trying to listen to that. Like, um, Yeah, it's weird. I hope for the people's sake, I've gone through like a weird thing where I just like wish people the best recently, which is kind of weird because I fully didn't for the longest time. But like, I hope the people that have a shit ton of followers will find their passion through that so that they can use the fact that they have 20,000 followers to blow up and make some shit out of it. I think that would be really cool. I think that would also be very cool. That's kind of like Mr. Monsignor example, like when the Beatles got really big and they met Bob Dylan and he was like, gave them pot for one and was like, you know, you guys have all these people like all over the world listening to you. Why don't you guys say something? And that's when they started putting out, getting a lot more deeper than, you know, she loves you, (laughs) like, you know, stuff like that. So it's just sort of like you got this platform and if you can find a way to use it for good or to promote kind of something or passion, like that's dope. (laughs) And that's I think that's one thing about hip 
like the music that I make too is it's hard not to fall into the like typical stuff because even if like there's there's some stuff that there's some stuff also that as a person that makes music sometimes you're doing you find yourself doing stuff or writing about something and you'll be like that is something I shouldn't put in my music mm -hmm. because that's when it kicks in like everybody that I know is listening to this mm -hmm. and that's some shit that like in the future if I'm trying to get a job that's gonna fall back on me is like you were doing that like you shouldn't be doing that yeah, and now we yeah, know that you that. did it so same same for Sharice and I we have it's not that we have to be careful but we have to be you know, ethically while, sourced yeah. and, and make sure that we're not too caught up in keeping it real too. yeah you know yeah, what I mean sure. I, like, I don't care if my boss knows I swear <laughs> but you know no. you can't be you know you gotta watch you gotta watch what you say and that's not saying like it sucks that people have to watch what they say the, the stuff that's going on right now whether it be like the, like a movement in this direction or that direction is fully like movements that needed to happen well look at Roseanne yes, yeah puts out a racist tweet takes yeah. it down sorry ABC counsels her it's because people even if even if another network picks her up, I loved it. I was I was super pumped for tonight's episode. But at the end of the day, like you can't tolerate shit like that. And just because someone says it doesn't make make it okay. Yeah. Just because it disappears doesn't make it okay. It doesn't. No, it doesn't at all. And I think that's that's the thing. That's the one thing that is kind of like, uh, like that's kind of fucking weird. Is the fact that it's not it's no longer about the person's heart or the intention behind what they said. It's just about what they said, what could possibly be taken in the wrong way. Right. That's the only thing that scares me about it mm -hmm. is like if I was to say some shit about like there's been rappers that were like, I forget who it was like Post Malone said something recently and like Post Malone is a white rapper who's like fully using trap drums and all this stuff for in my opinion, I I see why people are, somebody's calling me right now. <laughs> I see why people are like, um, here we go, it's another white person stealing the culture. I fully get it. Um, and I understand whatever, whatever, I understand the whole situation around it. But like, he said something about like, if you want to listen to hip hop, if you want to listen to a message, don't listen to hip hop right now. I think that's what he said. And people were like, getting super pissed because they were like you are a culture vulture and you're taking and i fully get it like like anybody that is white that is in hip-hop has to respect the fact that it's not your shit mm -hmm. like you can't you can't sit here and like disrespect the culture and you can't be like saying shit about tupac or like biggie because if you really fucked with hip-hop you would love tupac and biggie yeah that's you know what I mean? Or you would at least respect, even if you're not listening, like I always listen to way more Biggie than I did Tupac, but I still understand and respect whatever, like all of the stuff that Tupac did mm -hmm. and was doing in hip hop and was doing for the culture and for people in general. And so when he said that, I think what he meant was hip hop right now is in a, if like, I don't know if how much like hip hop music you guys mm -hmm. listen to, but I'm guessing like you've heard probably what's going on now is it's like, it's okay but it's more about partying and like turning up and like it's it's all a vibe now and i think that's what he meant is just yeah, saying it's like it's a, fully it's not, not about a message anymore it's just like drugs lean like cocaine like whatever and 
And I think that yeah. music is still dope. Like I still fuck with that music, but that I think that's what he meant. And because people didn't know that in his heart, he wasn't saying like hip hop didn't come from this place. I think he just meant like, dude, right now, like this shit's not what it's that about. And it will change back to it because yeah, it it's will. not like the world's ending. Like shit's going to shift back. No. And there are a lot of, there's so many people creating great music and stuff as well. Yeah. And I think that it just kind of comes back to, you know, there's people that you listen to, you know, um, and certain songs that they might write and you're feeling certain things. And then there's another thing that they write. And I, you know, whenever, you know, to use the Tupac and Biggie thing, it was like, Biggie was kind of like my party tunes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I, I and I liked his that. flow a little bit more. They were easy to sing. You kind of sing along with friends. Tupac was something I listened to Tupac with like maybe deep. one or two people, yeah. maybe a best friend because the lyrics were deeper. They were talking about a lot of shit, a lot of yeah. stuff that personally me and my friends are going through whether it be like early pregnancies and like things sexual assaults and things that were going on he was the one talking about it and he was the one saying that if like guys like us don't clean up our fucking act we're the ones that are going going to jail and stuff for it and we need to be standing up for these people our moms and our sisters and our daughters and nieces right and he kind of brought a different message and then you know there's kind of like that the the battles there and that kind of brought a lot of hatred and rage in the music and you can hear it you know um and it's it's they're two different things when it comes combative or competitive yeah. aside from just delivering the message. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely the post yeah. Malone thing. It's I'd probably see what he was trying to yeah, state see, there, but, but like, you've got to be careful with what, and that's where yeah, it comes back tear, to is like, you got to be careful because it can part. fuck your whole thing up. And it can make anyone that he respected old or new not fuck with him and, and never yeah. even bat an eye at him. Yeah. Like fuck definitely. over a lot of like doors just yeah. by, being too expressive and yeah. that's it that's why thing, it's hard people say just like put it out put it out but you put right. it out and you're you're not careful enough and then you fuck yourself over right yeah. so. and i've heard people i've had people tell me obviously these aren't like big names because nobody i don't think anybody's stupid enough to say this on on an interview about themselves but i've had people go like i don't like hip-hop because they're always trashing white people and i've heard that <sighs> And I've been sitting there like, what do you, what do you mean? Yeah. And they'll be like, well, it's always like J. Cole just put out a new album and he's like, has like lines about, um, I don't know if it was this, this album or not, but he has lines that are ge- like just genuinely being like what it's like to be a black man in, uh, an African-American man in the like United right. States. And and talking about the way that white people treat them and that it's not about it's not just a normal conversation. It always has to go back to, oh, you're black, right? And I think that's that's what as white pe- as like people that are you know Caucasians, like, just stop creating this divide of like you're. We need to get we need to get over the fact that people are a different color. It's like just get over it and just be normal to each other. Right. And when people when somebody says that to me, that's when I'm just like, you don't understand that like the reason like i don't know it just kind of it, it i heard i don't know who i was talking to but that shit annoyed me because when they said that it was like i don't listen to that me when somebody just says i don't really like hip-hop because of the way that it's kind of like talking or whatever whatever i understand that but when somebody says something like that it's like you're you're taking what is you know their art form um, the and fact that it's not about you. It's not about yeah. It's not yeah. about you, and it's not about like poor me. It's like they went through, their ancestors went through so much shit because of fucking white people, right. 
and then the second that they say something about it we as white people are like, gonna oh, sit here and go i don't want to listen to that it's like that hurt white my... people it's like we know it's not all we know it's people, not all white like, people like, but it's still, still thing, yeah right? yeah. It's like, yeah. Mm, yeah so i don't know i think it's and that's the other thing is i definitely that's not something like i touch on in music or anything because i don't have a place in music i think when people start talking about um at, like a white guy starts talking about like race and hip-hop instead of like when it's like um they start to i finally start to make it about themselves mm-hmm. and that's not the case because you don't what you know you don't know what the fuck it's like like yeah. as like a you know middle class white six foot five dude like the opportunities even if we as caucasian people go like the opportunities are there for everyone everyone like maybe yeah that's true but there are people that still won't give those opportunities out and that's the problem and so that's something that is definitely kind of fucked up but that's not something i'm going to put into music because that's not my story you know what i mean like i didn't i didn't go through that type of stuff i've never i've never experienced racism toward me obviously so it's not my spot to be like let me go ahead and and tell my because it's you're telling your story when it comes to hip-hop and i think that's just that comes down to a respect thing and i think that's something that people should just stick to is like talking about what they know yeah and on that note thank you so much for stopping by thank you for having me talk with us would you come back yeah, definitely this is a really good chat yeah yeah, yeah anytime nice. i like these ones yeah because they're, my they're not just you know people listen for a variety of reasons it's not just to hear about what yeah. the person's doing or what their album is they know how to use the internet right yeah, but yeah. it's to hopefully give them something else that can make them feel part of it and be part of the strange crew and, and make a new friend right mm-hmm. um for those that are listening um if you would like to, um, we are doing another mail out in about a week um, of our postcard. So if strange you strange s- mail, yeah, it'll be strange mail. So if you'd like to send us your address, we can send you really fun, strange things. Just DM us. Yeah, yeah, it is. Wild. It is. And the other cool thing is it connects people. So if you wanted to go into the pool of like other people who are pen pals, we might pick out a name for you, and you might get Susan Longbottom, right? And then she, then she sends you different playlists and things to listen to, and it just kind of creates forever friends without having to go out and meet people. Right. And um, if you know, if you just so happen to spare a milky dub dub this this week at Tim Hortons, maybe you could toss us a toonie. Yes. So that we can get some more shirts and some banners. Right. We need some shit, guys. We, we need, need your help. We need some shit, and we need We're some really help. We're really out here. We need some shit. <laughs> so we just gave our last buttons away. So Right. So we're out of buttons. They gave me a sticker, too. Yeah. Earlier, we have a few so. stickers left. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, if you have a tune to spare, you can join the Strange Crew by going to patreon.com slash strange groups. Also... Three new singles are out from my album, What Happened, Down Low, and Lover's Friends. There's more singles coming. Then there's a shit ton of music. I should probably just throw that out there. Um, yeah. And on the fit, what is it, the 15th? Uh, it's the 15th. I play for Neon Dreams awesome. at the Capitol Complex in Fredericton. Awesome. I don't know the address. <laughs> uh, they could check, people could check out your Facebook page. To they could check out my Facebook dance. page if they want. Yeah. Cool. I guess. I guess. Instaham, you're on there too. On the yeah, I don't know what it is. Levi dot I think. But if you just type in Levi Rowan, I'm sure it'll. Yeah. My real <laughs> name. Real yeah. Name. 
I just remember when I was like starting to make music, I they were like Levi, and they kept calling me Spike Man and a bunch of different shit, and so I was just like, I'm not doing this. So I just <laughs> used my middle name. You're not the first artist to do that. So. No, I think Kendrick Lamar's last name is Duckworth. My phone's going off. <laughs> On that note, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Until next time, keep it strange. Keep it strange. Strange.